This is a Crib Room podcast. Core Components, bringing you industry news, views, and happenings. Welcome to another Crib Room podcast, and it's great to have your company. We talk to all sorts, as you can imagine, in our Crib Room, and there's plenty of Crib Rooms that happen right across the mining industry and into construction as well. Today, we sit down with a CEO. Rob Ryan is a CEO with Bardock Gold Limited, and they've just released, just a couple of days ago, some really outstanding high-grade results. Rob joins, joins us with all the details. Hello, Rob. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, Glennie. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. It's a role that you've only been in for about 12 months or so as the CEO of Bardock Gold. But just tell us a bit about Bardock because all of this sort of area that Bardock have interest in is pretty familiar to you. Yes, correct. So Bardock Gold's uh, got a 40 kilometres of tenure uh, north of Kalgoorlie. So we've got a 40, continu- 40 kilometre continuous strike um, basically from Broad Arrow heading north. Um We've got 3 million ounces in resource. We've recently released our PFS. The PFS shows some robust financial figures. So it's a, at a $1,200 an ounce gold price, we've got a mining plan of about 1 million ounces and an average production rate of 130,000 uh, ounces a year at an all-in sustaining cost of about $1,200 an ounce. So it's a fantastic project, and um, we believe that in the future it'll be the next mid-tier gold-producing mine. It's, there's a lot of area for you to cover, and I suppose it's pretty uh, pretty condensed, even though there's a lot of land around, if that makes any sense, because some of your opportunities are probably north towards Menzies, not quite getting to Menzies and into the, the northwest sort of sector of the gold fields. Um, is there one mm-hmm. of those particular areas, though, that, that you've found as you've taken things over there at Bardock that uh, it has surprised you a little before we get into a bit of a breakdown of each of the, the, the different projects? Yeah, the big thing for us is the terrestrial deposit, which is part of uh, the old Excelsior Gold tenements. Uh, obviously, with my previous experience at Paddington, I knew Excelsior Gold quite well as they did a toll treatment campaign there. Um, and they had some exceptional performance uh, at with the Rastrian towards the back end of their open pit. Now, since joining Bardock, we've gone through an extensive dual program and targeting the underground at the Rastrian. And there's been some fantastic results come out of there over the last 12 months. And again, uh, this morning, actually, we released another fantastic result of seven metres at 21 grams a tonne. So Zerastrian, for me, uh, seems to be really the jewel in the crown and being able to get into that underground and be able to provide high-grade underground ore at the start of the project life is something that really um, interests me. Well, it's also one of only two operations that you're looking at at, at an underground sort of level too. I'm going to start off with Aphrodite because uh, the open pit and the underground spectrum for that one seem pretty promising for you so far. Oh, Aphrodite is an, an amazing resource. We've got 1.7 million ounces there. It is, um, hasn't been mined before. It is a large resource. It's open a long strike and at depth. Uh, we currently have about 500,000 ounces of reserves at Aphrodite. So we still believe there's significant um, room to be able to expand our mining reserve at Aphrodite within the current resource space. Plus into the future, I think there's, um, there's a high probability that we'll continue to explore and find more gold there at Aphrodite. And what's your preference there, mate, to keep, keep the open pit or the underground? What, what is it that you'd like to do most out there? I think we've got both. So in our um, plan, we've got a two-stage open pit um, so the first stage will effectively provide an access to the underground, while the larger cutback will come uh, later in the mine life 
to be able to provide, ba uh, provide baseload feed for a milling operation. When we start looking at um, the expansion potential, there's the ex potential to expand that open pit along strike in that depth, um, as well as having a look at the underground, there's still, the resource is still open. So when we look at expanding at Aphrodite, we'll look at expanding both in terms of underground and open pit. So there's a lot of opportunity there. From there, we go to Excelsior. A couple of interesting things with Excelsior. First of all, the gold mineralizations, it's in a pretty broad sort of zone for you, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Correct. So it's a low strip ratio open pit. Uh, it's about a five to one strip ratio. So very low strip ratio. It's um, what I'd term a, a low grade deposit for us, but in comparison to some other um, op uh, mining operations that may be considered high grade. So at a, we've got a reserve there about 1.4 grams a tonne now. The interesting thing is, is we've been quite conservative in our resource modelling here at um, Excelsior. Um, previously, Excelsior Gold quoted an open pit resource there of around 475,000 ounces. We quote an open pit resource at this point in time of being 330,000 ounces. So I think there's the ability for us to see a substantial amount of upside when we go into mining this, as we have been very conservative with our geological modelling. Um, so there's a lot of upside there at Excelsior and it's a low strip ratio open pit. Um, it's a low cost per ounce. The all-in sustaining costs uh, for that open pit are about $1,000 an ounce. So there's significant margins to be made mining that open pit at the current gold price. And, and Excelsior extends over the, um, the Kalgoorlie, Kalgoorlie to Leonora rail line and also the, uh, the Goldfields Highway. You've started off some uh, work to realign that too. Where's that at? Yes, correct. So we've um, engaged WML consultants who are a locally based consultant in Kalgoorlie um, and they've got extensive experience in uh, doing works in along the Goldfield Highway as well as the Great Eastern Highway, um, which some of your listeners may be um, aware of. So, you know, they've got an extensive background in the Goldfields and operating within the community. We're going to look at trying to progress the approvals for the road and rail alignment and look to get in principle approvals in the coming months and then progress down the uh, full approval and full design aspect um, of that road and rail movement prior to completing our DFS. Okay, so a bit of work to, to happen there, but as you mentioned, you know, it could be high grade for some, it could be low grade for others. So I suppose you just really want to market cap that and get it into your, into your system. That's right. And I think the big thing is with Excelsior, the low cost per ounce, the all in sustaining cost of $1,000 an ounce is exceptional and it shows that there's significant margins to be made at the current gold price. Now, Zorastarian, uh, Zorast how, how do we pronounce this one? Rob, is it Zorastian? <laughs> Zorastrian. Yeah, Zorastrian. Right, well, let's get into that one, mate. There's some really good opportunity with this, and this is almost turning into to one of your, your favourite lights at the moment. Correct. And, you know, the as I said, the jewel in the crown with Zorastrian, I believe, is always in the underground. But um, we've had a look at just doing a small open pit as part of our PFS study. Uh, the idea about doing a small open pit was we wanted to make sure that we were starting the underground and the underground was unaffected at the start of the project. Now, one of the things we were also assessing as part of our DFS study is whether we can do a larger cutback on that open pit towards the end of the mine life. So there's a lot, there's a big resource there at Zerastrian, there's about 500,000 ounces. Um, we've got roughly around uh, 200,000 ounces in a mine plan between the open pit and underground. Um, and I think there's only the ability for us to continue to exploit the majority of that resource and really get it in, um, really add to the mine life from PFS to DFS. 
It was previously treated, uh, toll treated at a couple of different opportunity at a couple of different sites. So you're looking to take that option up again further on down the track. Uh, I don't think toll treatment um, will be an avenue we look down. Um, we've got quite a robust project to be able to develop our own um, processing plant based at Bardock. Um, I think for us, the end game is to have a look at combining all our resources together um, and really develop our own standalone project. We've got a seven-year mine life in our PFS, um, well, seven-year production life in our PFS. I believe that we'll continue to expand out of, around that. We've considered uh, 2.5 million ounces of our 3 million ounce resource. We've done mining studies on the 2.5. There's still another half a million ounces that hasn't been assessed as part of the DFS. We'll have a look at those uh, smaller, what we call terming satellite deposits. They, a lot of those have the ability to grow. Mm -hmm. So we've had deposits like Mayday and North Canada Star. Um, these two deposits, we're looking to potentially uh, double, if not triple the ounces contained within those projects um, in the exploration targets we've announced to the market. So there's a lot of ability for us to be able to grow our resources outside some of our uh, bigger deposits and look to add those in. So we won't be talking about a seven year my life in the future, we'll be talking about a 10 year plus mile Okay, so a little bit of promise there. That sounds very good. Um, the, the other thing, the Mulwari Gold Project, uh, which is just north of Davyhurst, uh, that's got a couple of tenements there for you to, to take in, about 10 kilometres northwest of Davyhurst and where they sit at the moment. There's about 79,000 ounces in resource there at, um, at Mulwari. And we believe that you know, we'd be able to set up a nice little satellite mining operation there um, in the future to be able to add more ounces to our plan at Bardo. I guess the big thing, uh, the bigger picture ideal, um, you know, it is only a short distance away from Davy Hurst as well. So there is opportunity there, um, you know, uh, if the Oroband Mill does start up again. So there's, for us, it's um, not really a core project, um, but it does provide opportunities as a satellite mining op um, project. You, you've spoken a bit about your satellite projects. Bulletin South, where does that fit in? Is that another satellite project for you? Correct. So 70, there's about 79,000 ounces there too. Um, you know, we've converted about 30,000 ounces of that into a, um, into a mining inventory at this point in time. There's still the potential to grow that deposit um, at, at depth. So we want to have a look at doing some more drilling out there. But a the big thing is for us, um, we, we want to push ahead with our DFS study and start having a look at those bigger projects and how they fit into the picture. And as we progress down the line into construction and the like, we'll start having a look at doing more expansion works on our satellite projects um, and look to develop those and turn those some of those 70,000 ounce deposits into 100, 150 or maybe even 250,000 ounce deposits. Sure. El Dorado is probably one of those. And you mentioned Mayday, North Canana as well, or North Canana Star Deposit, uh, which have a couple, of, a couple of bits up your sleeve for future development as well. Correct. So El Dorado had about 15,000 ounces. Uh, we upgraded that to about 25,000 ounces um, in our last resource update. Uh, looking at it further again, we've done some more drilling, had some um, good drilling success there. And look, we, we think we may be able to get um, between uh, sort of 40,000 ounces or so there. So that'll be a good smaller open pit opportunity for us. Um, and all these add into the bigger picture. So while we're mining some of our larger projects and while we have the ability to take advantage of some of these smaller projects in our mining plan, that's only going to boost up um, our overall ounce production and 
you know, what we're saying is an average production of 135,000 ounces a year. Um, there's only upside to that. Yeah, plenty of upside indeed, mate. And the fact that you're pretty close to cow for all of those services as well, obviously that'll have a, a huge impact on where Bardock Gold Limited perhaps moves into the future. Just to wrap up our, our podcast with, where do you see the next couple of months? I suppose you're going to be pretty keen to see uh, some of those remaining diamond core holes that are expected to arrive pretty soon for you. Correct. So we've still got... Um, so the first half of our Zerastrian program uh, was announced in the market this morning. We've still got the second half of the program that's in at the assay lab as we speak. Um, so that results from that will be two to three weeks away. Um, and we've still got um, the results from our Aphrodite drilling program to come up after then, as well as our um, phase one drilling at Mayday. So Mayday, as I said, um, there's strong potential for growth there. Um, the 70, the 79,000 ounces in a current open pit uh, resource, we're looking to expand that out to as an expiration target to potential a total of 250,000 ounces. Um, so there is a lot of ability for us uh, to start having a look at um, doing a lot more drilling around these projects and growing uh, resource base. Now, I'm going to change tack now. That's some great updates there on the Bardock Gold Project and your different deposits. But as a CEO, mate, what have you learnt pretty quickly? It's been a pretty trying probably six weeks or so. Uh, we take away COVID. What have you enjoyed about taking over the CEO role at Bardock? Oh, joining the team at Bardock's been fantastic. And I think the board um, uh, that we've got here um, has been instrumental in me um, making the step up from what is an operational role into being a, uh, a company, it's effectively a company leader. Um, now, the board has uh, had tremendous success in the past with uh, Pilgrim Minerals and the Pilgangora Lithium project. Um, so for those guys to come on board and really, you know, mentor me through the um, the whole project financing construction phase, um, I believe it sits us in good stead. And I think we've got a really exciting project here at Bardock to be able to progress forward into production. Good on you, Rob. Thanks for joining us. Our CEO joining us today, Bardock Gold Limited CEO, Rob Ryan, with a bit of an update for us on Bardock with some uh, outstanding high-grade results just recently announced to the market and uh, the underground potential as well at uh, Zerastrian. Thank you, mate, for joining us here in the Crew Broom Podcast. Always good to hear from uh, someone who's got a lot of interest in the gold fields. Thank you very much, Glenn. The Crew Broom series of podcasts are produced by Industry Link Media. Subscribe to podcasts via your audio platform and via industrylinkmedia.com. This is a Crib Room Podcast.